following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Today is Friday, September 24th, 2021. My name is Jose Solorzano. My name is Jermaine Meredith. And this is Smart Down Boulevard. Jermaine, we have quite a bit to discuss today on the show. A little bit of everything. Yeah, we got a lot of controversy uh-huh. and some great wrestling matches to talk about today. So Yes, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's crazy how we have a lot to talk about, especially in the times where a guy like Keith Lee is now known as Bearcat. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, and in a time where the WWE champion is a clown, um, at least we have a company that is at least trying and putting their heart and soul in everything that they do for the wrestling fans. And I'm talking about AEW. And I have changed my tune on AEW over the last few weeks, Jermaine. And I can't believe that I look forward to AEW programming more than WWE. Because if you tune into the show four or five weeks ago, it was a completely different story. And I think you feel the same way, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I couldn't stand watching it. But to be fair, I'm only tuning into AEW for certain people and certain matchups. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was clear to see, and I guess we should start here, uh, Jermaine, AEW Grand Slam, AEW Dynamite Grand Slam live from Arthur Ashe Stadium. They said 19,000 fans in that stadium. And believe me, we got to hear that crowd right away during the opening match because Daniel, whoa, Brian Danielson, excuse me. <laughs> uh, copyright. Copyright. He um, had his first match in AEW with Kenny Omega. And let me just start by saying this, Jermaine, because I've been, we've been critical. I'm going to put you the, uh, under this uh, category too. We've been critical of Kenny Omega, and I think we will continue to be critical of Kenny For Omega. Sure. Okay, but remember when I said to you a couple weeks ago when I'm like, I want to see Kenny Omega have an actual wrestling match without any gimmicks, without any buffoonery, without any uh, outlaw mud show crap. I want to see it, <laughs> and finally. Finally, we got to see it. I got to give a round of applause, and I'm going to stand while I press this button because um, he deserves it. Kenny Omega, really, and I don't care what anyone else says out there, this guy really impressed me this past Wednesday night, and I'm going to give him a round of applause because I... Now, this wasn't a perfect match, Jermaine, I think. And I'll tell you why in a couple seconds. And I want to get your view on it as well. But I was impressed. This was a 30-minute Iron Man match, pretty much. And it was a great way to kick off the show. Two things I have... I didn't. Three things I didn't like about this. We'll get to those, but I want to get your impressions of this match because I know you've been critical of Omega and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Man, my thoughts were this match was very heavy-hitting. Yeah. And I was legit concerned for Daniel Bryan because he's had neck injuries, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. he's had to end his career. Same like Edge. And, man, he's hit running V triggers, (laughs) knee him on the ropes. He hit 
a bunch of hard hitting moves. Look at Daniel Bryan's chest. I mean, Brian Danielson's chest. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. He <laughs> he lit his chest on fire. Yeah. Yeah. They like, were there that that was an intense match. I was watching a bit of it uh. and because I totally forgot AEW was on. And I wasn't expecting Omega and Brian to be the first match. That is that Are is my first serious? gripe. That is my first gripe about this. That this should have been the oh, main and event. I have one more gripe about this. Oh, I have two others. Go ahead. Yes. Another one of my gripes is that they gave this match away for free yeah. on television. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank Are you. Are you guys crazy? Yeah. And it was for the it was for the AEW championship. Was it not? I don't I think it was. Which is why I guess they're not ready to make No, no, the... no, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay. Even okay, see, even there, so I thought it was. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? No Either way. Um my gripe was, yeah, that they went on first. This this has main this has main event written all over it. And oh, therefore yeah. we should have been um I guess it would have been our pleasure to pay for this match on a pay-per-view. Full Gear is just around the corner, right? Yeah, I would have been happy to stream that on the bootleg <laughs> website, man. <laughs> I would have I would have popped some popcorn, <laughs> did the whole shebang, man. This guy, you're so you, you, they need to they need to sell this match and warn people. You're um, um... You're so so proud of the bootleg just now. You don't even hide it. That's so funny. And I have you to thank for it. No, no, no. Don't so thank you. Don't drag me under that bus. Uh, nope. You're the one who told me about the website. Oh my god, this guy's really... gonna deny it. You drag me and then you drag me again just in case. Yes. And I put some dirt in your ass. Yeah, you really right. did. Um <laughs> Yeah, I would have really, really liked to see this, liked to have seen this on a pay-per-view for the first time. Um, clearly, this builds up for the pay-per-view because I definitely, like we mentioned on our Instagram, we definitely want to see a rematch. I mean, it has oh, yeah. to happen. Um, but Did it end in a draw? It ended in a draw and something that we haven't seen in a very long time, Jermaine, which... Yeah, I was confused I, about that. I didn't hate it. That I mean, every match on AEW Dynamite has... A time limit because of TV time, right? Yeah. So yeah. they had a thirty-minute time limit, and the clock ran out, and the bell rang. Um, even though you know what, that's interesting. It is. I mean, I didn't that's hate very it. Very interesting. I didn't yeah. hate it because both men look like champions coming out of that match. I mean, like you said, it was yeah. hard hitting, very risky moves, and for Daniel Bryan to uh, do the move set with that neck. I mean, it, it, wow. He, yeah, it's like nothing happened to him. No, ever. he went all out. He did some moves He's that he didn't pull out. Yeah. He, he did moves that he'd never done for years, man, for years, man. Yeah. And it was so fresh to see. And again, Omega, Oh, man, finally we get to see him actually wrestle. I mean, Omega is not perfect. Yeah, he can go when he wants. Yeah, well, here's the thing. He does too much hokey BS. Yeah, well, here's the thing. And th and this is uh, what I've said. They have quality superstars now, quality wrestlers like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, yeah. Christian, all these guys. They bring a certain yeah. level of professionalism. And in that part, they get to share that with other stars in AEW. And and Kenny yeah. Omega, let's be honest, to me at least, he's not at the same level as Daniel Bryan or a CM Punk or even a Christian oh, to no. me. Hell no. Oh, yeah. So when Omega gets to work with these guys, it elevates his game, and it's just a beautiful thing to watch. 
He sits under the learning tree. Yeah. He soaks it all in. He soaks it all he in. It's better. I mean, he still has all that over the top shenanigans stuff, which really annoys the hell out of me. And his yeah. selling is just over the top. Very theatrical. That's why he's known as Olivier. But I, yep. I honestly think that this was probably for me, at least from what I've seen from a lot of uh, Kenny Omega matches, probably his best match that he's ever had. Aside from the one that he had with Okada in New Japan Pro Wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom, this is probably the best Olivier wrestling match that I've ever seen in my life. And you know, Dave Metz is probably going to give it ten stars. I think he's going to give it a hundred stars because yeah. he has to. He has to honestly, and um, I really enjoyed it, Jermaine. The only and then the third thing I didn't like here. Too many chops. Too many chops. That annoys me. It's just they went on a chop fest, and I don't think they really needed that. Um, again, just, I think what happened is that your sympathy, your sympathy arose for Daniel Bryan, and you're upset to see his chest bruised up like that. <laughs> no. You know how I feel. Remember, they worked you. No, no. Remember <laughs> remember when we did the episode of Overused Maneuvers in our infancy yeah. of Smartdown Boulevard? That was one of my things. The chop is just way overused, and and they definitely overused it in this match. Well, um, if it's used on somebody like Daniel Bryan, then you can really see. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good visual. It's a good visual, right? It shows yeah. the intensity. And you know what? I think they could have forgone that because the moves, the way they executed them, it was intense. It was very very stiff and that's how daniel bryan works that's where he's at his best matches with yeah. him with uh bray wyatt came to mind when him and bray wyatt had uh that royal rumble match they were so they were hitting each other for real man it really seemed like it um yep. and this was reminiscent of that and i really enjoyed it i think this was um really the match of the night to be honest with you everything else is kind of like eh, whatever but um yeah Amazing! I can't believe we got this for free. I, I just, I just I can't. Don't. I still can't believe it. Yeah, but it was they just gave that away. They gave it away like it was Didn't nothing. WCW do that with Hogan and uh, <laughs> no, somebody else. Was no, it was, Sting or Goldberg. It was or Goldberg, Rick Flair. I can't remember. No, no, no. It was so, one of those three. It was when Kevin Nash beat uh, Goldberg. It was like their highest selling. No wait, what was that? It was it was in the Georgia Dome. Hmm. But they gave it for free on Nitro. Yeah, I think that was Hogan and Was it Hogan and Sting? No. Or was it Warrior? I can't remember. No, definitely not Warrior. <laughs> Screw that guy. Um <laughs> Um I wanna Oh, it was Sting and Hogan. Yeah, Sting yeah. and Hogan. Yeah. They gave it for free. Yeah. And it was... Not only did they give it for free, but it was probably, I think at that time, in that stadium, the largest crowd they'd ever sold uh, yeah. seats to in a stadium. And they just missed out <clears throat> on money. Which is crazy to me, because Hogan's all about money, obviously. Hogan's his biggest mark. So, um, oh, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that happened. And this is this is not as big as that, I don't think, but it's very similar, reminiscent to it. Um, a lot of comparisons could be drawn to that, Jermaine. So yeah. Um, wow, what a gift! AEW is just a gift that keeps on giving, and even more so, Jermaine. I got to transition to this because if I start crying, I'm gonna have to pause the show. Uh, my voice started to crack just now because of this, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. 
I, I was at work and I didn't see this news break. I didn't see it coming, to be honest with you. Um, and you sent it to me. And I thought it was fake. I thought you were ribbing me. I thought that you were just reading some fan site. But no, you sent me the actual like release statement from AEW. And I'm going to read it to you. All right. Because this is just historic. And we've been waiting for 21 years for this. 21 years. AEW and the Owen Hart Foundation enter into a relationship to honor world-renowned wrestler Owen Hart's legacy. This was on September 20th, 2021. AEW and the Owen Hart Foundation, a nonprofit charity which provides a vast range of assistance and opportunities to individuals in need across the world, are collaborating to honor the legacy of late wrestler Owen Hart, a beloved figure in the professional wrestling community and beyond. This collaboration includes launching the annual Owen Hart Cup Tournament within AEW, which will see the winner receive a cup known as the Owen, as well as the production and distribution of unique and original Owen Hart merchandise, including specified retail goods, as well as in the upcoming AEW console video game. Holy crap. Yeah. Holy crap. And just to, I mean, again, the press release goes on and on, but this means, Jermaine, action figures, merchandise, this Owen Hart tournament, the actual Owen Cup, and his involvement, his fig, like you can play as Owen Hart in the much anticipated AEW console video game. I never thought this would be possible. And there's been a lot of controversy around this as well. Um, for the most part, it's positive, I want to say. But there's always some dumb people out there who just don't understand and just want to cause trouble for the sake of it. Before we get into that, Jermaine, what are your thoughts? You know I'm all about this. I'm excited. I can't wait to pre-order 20,000 figures. I can't wait <laughs> to support this, honestly. Um, what are your thoughts, my friend? Man, this is huge news. And oh. for anyone that followed Owen's hard wrestling career and is a Owen Mark, yeah, they they must be so excited. Because Thank you. I am. They get to celebrate him, and they get to experience more, if you will, of an extension of his career or an extension of Owen, essentially, by yeah. getting action figures or seeing him in the video game, stuff like that. So yeah. this, is, this is huge news, and WWE is in more trouble, man. Yeah, this makes WWE look extremely bad. and Well, to be fair, it does. WWE has tried for years to work something out. So here's They're the not thing. Like they here's the thing. This is where the controversy lies, and I'm glad you said that, because a lot of WWE Puritans <laughs> out there are saying, why would Martha Hart go to AEW when Owen Hart's legacy was made in the WWE? It started there. I know why. And this is as simple as can be, Jermaine. And yeah. you know what? We don't even have to go in details because it's as simple as this. Yeah. Martha Hart doesn't hate professional wrestling. She doesn't hate the fact that Owen was a wrestler. No, she's proud of that, of what he did and everything. Martha Hart hates 
Vince McMahon and holds him accountable and liable for the death of Owen Hart in that tragic night um, at Over the Edge. Yeah. She hates Vince McMahon. She's not going to give him the benefit of having Owen Hart's name in the Hall of Fame or to make more money off of him after sh- he was neglectful. The company that he runs was neglectful of yeah. Owen Hart, the performer. And I agree with that. I, I I love the fact that there's an alternative like AEW that can provide this. Right. And knowing Tony Khan, he's probably being very generous with all this. You know, they're, they're, I'm sure they're yeah, going to make some money, sure. of course, but they can be making a, an abundant amount of money, but they're not going to because, again, the Owen Hart Foundation is a non for profit charity. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's all going to the majority of it will go to charity, of course, or maybe even all of it. I don't know. So it's as simple as that. Um, sure, WWE owns some sort of rights to his video footage and whatever, but it's that stays there. But this is a way to honor his legacy and to keep it alive and to bring more eyes onto who Owen Hart For was, sure. because he's such a beloved figure, man, and. It, he deserves Especially it for the younger generation. Yeah, too. man. And he's so beloved within the industry too. There's nobody that yeah. says anything bad about Owen Hart. You know what I mean? Um, maybe stone cold because of, you know, the incident, nah. but even then, nah, like, Austin, nah, but, nah. but even then like stone cold now, <laughs> like he talks about that, that day, that night, the, the situation, but even to this day, he doesn't bow bad mouth Owen Hart. You know what I mean? He doesn't go out Not of his way. Is. Yeah. So I mean, whenever he's talking about his wrestling career, well, I used to be a technical wrestler back in the day before I got dropped on my neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we know what he's referring to, but at least he doesn't bring Owen's heart name and tarnishes it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I I just love this. I love this so much. And to anybody out there hating on this, you you don't understand. and And you will probably never understand what this means i'm really excited about the owen hart cup tournament um again they got to be very careful with this because don't make cody win i was about to say that please (laughs) please don't go that route um this has to be meaningful and the cup has got to look nice um it has to have a little bit of i think stampede wrestling in there a little bit of owen hart's early career and then obviously Hart foundation and the Black Heart, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart. It has to be a nice cup that just really screams the legacy of Owen Hart. And, um, I mean, I can't wait to see the renders of the action figures. I know you sent me some renders um, earlier, which, I mean, if they look anything like that, I'm going to be out of money really quick. But Yo, those look (laughs) really good, man. They look so good. I'm not even... I'm not even a huge Owen Hart fan, and I'll I'll buy those. Yeah, no, they're beautifully done. And actually, there's a story behind those renders that you sent me there. Yeah. I have it right here. Um, here we go. So the artist's name is uh, Adam Riches, and he wrote this on his Twitter. He wrote, in June of last year, I helped develop a proposal for a line of officially licensed Owen Hart action figures. Unfortunately, the pitch got passed on. But today's announcement of AEW partnering with his foundation 
makes me very happy to know his legacy will be properly honored. Now, he didn't confirm that he's going to be tapped to do these action figures based off of uh, his proposals for the line. But um, if there's any indication of if that's how they're going to look, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm all for it. And it's just fan service to the high degree. And I got to give AEW their props. I got to thank Tony Khan. I got to thank his daddy, who, who probably funded all this and made it happen with his money. And just, you hey, know. Man, he's going to make a, re- a huge return on his investment. So oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and it's it makes AEW look good. And, and honestly, they're all about fan service. And I got to give them the props. And thank you to Martha Hart for honestly, this must have not been an easy decision for her. But I think she's working with companies that really respect, honor, and cherish Owen Hart's legacy. Just like Pro Wrestling Tees and the guys from Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, yeah. Because they released some merchandise last year um, after they released that episode of Owen Hart. So... Mm-hmm. kudos to everybody involved and i can't wait and we'll definitely follow this jermaine we will definitely follow this and my bank account which will dwindle after all this <laughs> merchandise is out and about <laughs> but i'm excited but one more thing though we haven't really heard brett say anything yeah he's been really quiet which is kind of weird because brett is very vocal about a lot of things um I don't know what position he's going to take. I'm sure sooner or later. Well, from what I know is that yeah. him and Martha don't have the greatest relationship, right? They don't. No, they don't. Yeah, so. They don't. I know they're cordial, but they don't agree on certain things. Um, yeah. When it comes to business, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bret Hart has moved on and kind of um, for that he forgave, obviously, WWE and Vince McMahon, and he says it's an accident. Well, Martha Hart, I, at this point, will never forgive a uh, WWE and Vince McMahon. Yeah, I think it's fair to say. So I think that's where um, the conflict lies, and maybe Bret. I don't know. I can't even speculate. I don't know what Bret Hart's going to say, but rest assured that we will hear something from him because this guy just—he's honest as they come, which you know makes Brett Brett, right? I hope I hope he doesn't give this whole thing a four out of ten. <laughs> uh, yo if he does you better back up why honestly you better not just yeah. be vague about it and and i'm curious to yeah i want to hear what he thinks too because you can't think of owen hart without thinking about his older brother bret hart obviously because brett, brett yeah. and owen were so close and they had amazing matches in the wb which will live on forever so again great things AEW. honestly again i'm gonna stand up and just Kudos to you guys. Kudos to you guys. Coming up on the boulevard, we will move on, Jermaine, and discuss something that I was kind of trepidatious to talk about, but I, it has to be discussed because we tried to discuss this with between you and I on our chat, and I think a lot of things got misconstrued <laughs> with with the typing. Yeah. So I think we're just going to have an open and honest conversation about this and recap the Dark Side of the Rings Plane Ride from Hell episode. We'll be right back on the boulevard. Attention Smarks, calling all Smarks. We want to talk to you about our friends over at Anchor. Many of you are listening to us on Anchor already, but if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. It's free. It's free? Yes, free. And after hearing what Anchor can do for you, you still won't believe that it's free. All right, I'm listening. Continue. 
So on Anchor, you can use creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more audio streaming platforms. And did we mention that it is all free? All free. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, now is the time to do it and use Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the boulevard. Welcome back to Smart Down Boulevard. It's time, Jermaine. It's time to discuss The Dark Side of the Ring, Episode 8 out of Season 3. It's the plane ride from hell. A private 757 flight descended into a nightmare as intoxicated wrestlers clashed with their flight crew, erupting into one of wrestling's most infamous scandals. And I don't know about you, Jermaine. Like, I've heard about the plane ride from hell, and I heard stories here and there, but never like this in the sense that, like, they actually had people who were on this plane ride from hell discussing what happened there and giving their, honestly, their their accounts of that dreaded flight um I, I, how familiar were you with this before you watched this episode this was all news to me i didn't know anything about the plane ride from oh before wow I watched this wow okay yeah i thought it was something else involving rick flair because i i knew that didn't wasn't he involved in a plane crash at one time definitely yeah he he was in a plane crash and he broke his back and they told him he was never going to wrestle again yeah, so I yeah. was thinking that it had something to do with that. Mm. But once I watched it this week, I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. this is what people are talking about. Yeah, yeah, and we'll definitely get to, to the main part of it. Um, it's crazy to think that this seems like a good idea on paper, like having a charter flight with all your your teams. You know, you see like basketball teams, football teams, baseball teams do this, right? They all travel together. But when you put a bunch of wrestlers in this era together, I mean, this is what happens, I guess, right? Um, yeah. Especially in a time where they were taking, what were they taking, H-bombs, was it? Like drugs yeah. and, and stimulants and uh, injecting themselves with H-bombs things. H-bombs are like horse tranquilizers, aren't they? That's crazy, man. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, this is boys being boys. But it's just not professional, to be honest with you. And I really felt bad for two people here. The 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 waitress, the air hostess, who for tells sure. her story, and Jim Ross. Um, before we yeah. get to the to the stewardess there, I want to talk about Jim Ross here. I think, I think you said it good, and you're just like how you love Jim Ross because he's just so honest and candid about everything, right? Yeah, like Jim Ross is should be protected at all costs. Yeah, I love his storytelling. I love when he's just open and honest because he's got nothing to to lie about, mm-hmm. and he has nothing to hide. And it just makes me feel so sorry for him the way that the WWE has abused him and has just made him a running gag for a number of years. It just shows how underappreciated he is. He's just Vince's lackey. Yeah. Or he's just not 
very much appreciated. No. And I'm happy that he's in a place right now where he is respected and that people do go to him for advice and, you know, he he's being showed love, so I'm happy for him. Yeah, even more on this episode, you can see, like, even the stress, you know, like, even recounting all the, the what happened that day, he's just like, what can I do? He's like, I'm not there all the time. He's just like, you know, I'm not a babysitter. These are grown men. They should be, um, be they should be able to take care of themselves. You yeah, know what I mean? you can't be a chaperone no. for grown men. No. And some of the some of the things that these guys were doing, like, for me, and, and I hate to say this is my favorite thing that happened on the plane because, I mean, it, it's just... You know, and I think you'll discuss your favorite thing. For me, was when Xbox uh, <laughs> when Xbox came out of nowhere. <laughs> so dumb. Xbox came out of, and this is mid. This is like across the Atlantic, folks. Xbox comes over and he cuts Michael Hayes's ponytail. <laughs> he just starts like th- he shows everybody that he cut it and he runs away with it. And Michael Hayes wakes up and he's pissed off that someone cut his ponytail. <laughs> That is hilarious. And then, like, the next day on Monday Night Raw, less than 24 hours after they landed, the ponytail's in a Ziploc bag pinned to the door of the men's locker room. Um, it was, like, the, like oh, it's crazy to hear this stuff. What was your um, quote-unquote favorite rib? <laughs> you know, one of the funniest ones is where Mr. Perfect sprayed shaving cream all over Brock Lesnar's head and yeah. then just smacked his head. <laughs> it's like something that you'll see in the Three Stooges. Yeah, it's just, it's so it's so simple and honestly I, I think that was harmless. I, I didn't think that was um and again, there were some repercussions but we'll yeah. get to those after. But <laughs> hey, I can see why some of the repercussions were harsh because it was said that Kurt Henning was the one dropping H bombs in a lot of people's drinks, <laughs> making them pass out. Even Scott Hall said that. Yeah, you think Kurt H bombed him? Yeah, it's but. funny because <laughs> who said it on the show? Oh, I think it was Jim Ross or Rob Van Dam. They're just like, yeah, people, you got to sleep with your sunglasses on and just kind of snooze away and hoping that someone will pull your eye, your glasses up and think that you're sleeping or not. So yeah, you can get away with it. Yeah, keep your hat on your head or your sunglasses. Yeah. So it gives you enough time to kick out. Yeah. (laughs) And Jim Ross is just like, these guys get a kick of, you know, putting H-bombs in your drinks. You know, they get a kick out of it for some reason. It's like. Yeah. It's so elementary. Yeah, they love seeing people slur their speech and pass out. <laughs> Talk about killing time in the air. Okay. Yeah. The most, the reason why we're, I mean, we're just saying this is because it's crazy. It's a crazy story, but there's a lot of controversy. I mean, talk about a lot of controversy here, um, especially to do with Tommy Dreamer and Ric Flair, of course. Yeah. And I'm going to play a clip here uh, from the episode. And uh, just to give us some context as to what we're talking about here. And then we'll discuss this um, lightly, Jermaine, like very carefully. We're not going to tread on dangerous ground here because there's some things I don't like to talk about in general. I mean, I, I, you know, in all my history of doing podcasts and um, in, in university when I did a radio show or my own personal podcast, I never talk about three things. I never talk about politics. I never talk about religion. And I never talk about um, sen- highly sensitive subjects like this. 
because you can you it's so easy to say the wrong thing and just really come out looking bad when you you know the intention is there to say something um just to discuss it but then people just interpret things differently so we really have to be careful here but we have to discuss it because there's some things that have to be said um yeah with that being said let's play this clip from uh the dark side of the rings episode the plane ride from hell Hours into the flight, the mid-air chaos shows no signs of slowing down. There was another situation that occurred with um, Ric Flair for me that was very uncomfortable. Sometimes, as a joke, Ric Flair would put on his robe, not wear anything else, and walk that aisle like Ric Flair and then open it up and... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, That's the big high spot. I wanted to see Rick coming out naked in his robe, so he did it on the airplane for everybody. And uh, that's what the guys want to see. That's what makes them laugh. He could move his hips and twirl it, and so his well-endowed penis spins around like a helicopter. So that's, hey, he's the nature boy for a reason. He's got a hammer on him. Okay. Tell me Dreamer's a fan. Wow. Listen, um, up to here, okay, fine. Stupid, right? But, again, boys will be boys. It's harmless, right? I mean, it's just stupid sh- stupid shenanigans, right? Um, yeah. But here's where the controversy lies. He's the life of the party. And if you know him, you know where to exit the party. And, and go to your own safe place or you don't know the rules and you find yourself in deep water and that may have happened and that was in the galley the galley is where our little kitchen area on an airplane Ric Flair was naked in a cape only and then he decided to come back to the galley to get a coke and then he wouldn't leave the galley he had me up back against the back door um and I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't get away from him. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't move. He was spinning around his penis and he wanted me to touch it. And he, he took my hand and, and put it on him. Ric Flair is not going to try to impose by force any sexual stuff on to anybody. Um, he's just flaunting, styling and profile and doing like the Ric Flair stuff where everybody's going to laugh about it. Um, but obviously someone took offense to it. I remember him crowding the uh, the flight attendant like in the, in the aisle way back there by the bathroom where it's like real skinny and you can't fit two people through there and stuff. I remember him like crowding her and, uh, you know, trying to uh, make her uh, touch him and stuff. And he kept me back there for... I don't, I don't know how long, um, but it felt like a really long time. It wasn't short, like it was, it was minutes. And I asked him to please stop, and he didn't, he wouldn't. And then there's a graphic that goes up saying, Ric Flair has previously stated that there is no truth to these allegations. Okay, so this is what we have here, Jermaine. <sighs> I don't even know where to start here. A lot of people online are saying... They're torn. They're saying, you know, cancel Ric Flair. A lot of people are saying this thing happened years ago and it's just coming up now. 
Um, a lot of people are saying that this is, I mean, even Tommy Dreamer said, this is Ric Flair being Ric Flair. Um, and Ric Flair has said that he, you know, he doesn't remember this. He, this there's no truth to these allegations. Um, look, to me, it's fair to say that there's a lot of people that kind of saw what happened there from afar. And they know of this. And again, you got to take this from the flight attendant's here perspective here. I don't think she's lying. Um, of course not. I mean, if she were lying, you kind of tell, and she's very specific about things that happen. Like, I mean, the fact that she remembers what he went to try and go get, like a Coke. I mean, those details are ingrained in her for some reason because of the trauma that she probably went through. And and I don't know. I've I've never been in a situation, but if she says that she's had problems after this and like, it was really, um, stressful for her and it really hit her hard then i i believe her right yeah (sighs) yes it happened 20 years ago yes she did say something she said uh next up and everything and they tried to like bury it under the rug as they do um she took a settlement because that's the only way that she could get compensated for this at the moment and that's what her husband wanted as well exactly and now this is coming back to light because it's being she's being asked about it right and so i believe her and if this is the case then yeah i think it should bring some awareness to this it's not right what rick flair did there's no right and now rick flair says that there's no truth to these allegations listen i don't think possibly i know again i'm assuming here i don't think rick flair remember would have remembered this happening anyway I mean, there was so much no, happening. He, he was drinking. They had gone through three carts of of booze before the plane even took flight. And we know Ric Flair loves his booze, right? Yep. So, of course, he thinks there's no truth to this because he probably doesn't remember doing this. I doubt he does. Uh, but, again, I'm assuming. I'm just trying to put well, things together. What are your thoughts, man? I don't even know where to I, start. I don't even know where to go. I read, I read Ric Flair's statement on Instagram. Okay. Where- do you have that? I can pull it up. Let's let's read that. Let's have you read that, man. Because all right, I want to. I, I know I read it earlier this week. Or you sent it to me, but I want to. I want to hear this again. All right. Here's a Ric Flair statement. Yeah, and this is on his Instagram. You said yes. Okay, go ahead. Every person that I've worked with has said not to post a response, but I've never run from past behaviors before, and I'm not going to start now. I want to clarify a few things. About four years ago, I gave ESPN full access to my life for a 30 for 30 special. Mm -hmm. They covered taxes, financial issues, adultery, divorces, the passing of my child, and drinking slash partying at length. Rory Kampf, desperate to matter for another 15 minutes, did an interview about it this morning. When Rory's lips are moving, he's typically lying. But one part of what he said was the God's honest truth. I'd never heard that he had forced someone to touch his genitals, Karf admitted. Everything with Rick that was construed as negative, I tried to address in the 30 for 30. His drinking, his philandering, his adultery, his money problems, there's quite a bit. But never, at least in the people that I spoke to, no one has, no one ever brought up that he would force himself on somebody. I allowed my personal life and the lives of my wife and children to be turned upside down for one reason whether it's good or bad, even the really bad, 
The truth has to matter, even in wrestling. My issues have been well documented over my 40-plus year career. The impact of drinking too much, which nearly killed me five years ago, has been told time and time and time again. The reason Rory, or anyone else for that matter, never heard stories of me forcing myself on anyone is simple. It never happened. And that's a statement. You know, everything... Yeah, they probably didn't hear heard of this situation. But everything else that he just said there, the philandering, the adultery, the drinking... Yeah. It all points to... The, it, they're all factors that were... Not probably, that were a factor... On this plane ride from hell. Yeah. So, in essence, I, I'm not satisfied with that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. And here's my fear. I think something should come from this. Um, I think he should be penalized for this because he didn't get penalized back then. And they knew about this back then. And and it's just very alarming to me when the producers asked JR, well, they asked him, who got penalized for this? Now, let's run the list, Jermaine. Goldust got fired because... No, he didn't get fired. Oh, no, sorry. He got fined. He got fined. Sorry, he got fined. See, this is why this is why we're a team here. He got fined <laughs> because he was using the backseat as a spit bucket when he was chewing his tobacco. And because and incident with the mic, yeah, this guy just turned into a karaoke star. Um, Mr. Perfect got fired. Vince McMahon had yeah. enough and told Jr. to fire him, which Jr. was kind of like, "Oh man, this is like a legend. This is Mr. Perfect." But okay, they uh, who else was there that got fired? Someone else got fired, right? Scott Hall. Scott Hall because his demons and. And here's another thing people don't talk about. Scott Hall apparently was aggressive uh, to a stewardess as well. Yeah. And he said he, he doesn't the remember same it. One. Yeah. And he says he doesn't remember it because he was someone age bombed him and it was probably Mr. Perfect. So they, they like. Uh, he's not him. denying it though. No, he's not. <laughs> this guy, he's not. And then Brock Lesnar was being crazy leading up to that, right? Yeah. But he didn't get punished or penalized because they were pushing him at the time, of course. And yeah. when the producers asked him, how about Ric Flair? How come he didn't go? Um, how come he went unpunished? And JR just, it's the longest pause ever. And JR knows it's not right. He's just like, yeah. that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> he knows it's not right. Yeah, um, he knows. Yeah. And what did he say? I think he said because he's he, a made man. A made man because it's Ric Flair. Yeah. I'm trying to find that clip here. Just bear with me here. I think it's here. Um, it, it's just very gripping to see. Of course, the challenge. AJR. AJR. No. <laughs> JR sounds so annoyed <laughs> talking about this over and over again. AJR. AJR. Obviously, I'm not going to find... Oh, I think this is it. Just by the, his body language? Yeah. Here you go. Upshot. And maybe good news that incidents like the plane ride from hell... Oh, no. no. Yeah, you Smart passed. these younger kids up. I passed it, didn't I? I want to be in the wrestling business. I've always been in it. Saw guys that... 
nice job. It's a address this matter. I don't know where it is, but point being that it was very awkward because he sh- he knows he should have been punished for what he did. And my fear again is that he's not going to be punished again this time, or nothing's going to come of it. Right? Um, well, he doesn't work for anyone right now. Yeah, but I don't like. AW was supposed to sign him. Are you supposed to work with AW? I've heard that they're not going to work with him immediately because of this situation. Tommy Dreamer, because of his comments throughout the whole uh, episode, pretty much defending Flair and dismissing the stewardess' feelings and um, declarations, got uh, suspended indefinitely from Impact Wrestling. To be honest with you, um, I think they kind of did him a favor. But, um, cause what's impact, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things happening from this. There's a lot of mixed feelings here. And again, for, for me personally, Jermaine, I honestly, if he did this, um, which I think he did, um, there should be some repercussions now. I mean, it, again, I don't think it's too late. I mean, yeah, it was like, Oh, it's over, been over 20 years, but it's not right, man. It's just not right. And people are out there defending him and all that stuff. It's just like, I understand you want to protect this legend and stuff. He's a made man. But that, no. that No one is exempt from uh, the law or being punished when they do something wrong like this. Because if, I guarantee you, if this is one stewardess or one woman, I'm sure there's many others out there with similar stories. And they might just pop up in the next couple of days or weeks. You never know. Yeah. It can't just be this one isolated incident. I don't know. I don't know where to go with this, man. Well, it was a very polarizing episode, though. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't know. This happened twenty years ago. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not down for the whole cancel culture mm-hmm. stuff. And even in the documentary, the the stewardess said that she doesn't believe Ric Flair's intentions were to rape her. But it was a form of assault. It is. Yeah. And yeah. and she's not I don't think she's looking for any charges or some stuff to happen to Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Maybe she uh, maybe quite possibly she'd want a personal apology from him. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think she's really calling for anything because that was a past and she's just telling her story. Yeah, I think and I I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I guess people I guess Ric Flair should just stay silent for a bit, but to cancel this guy, nah. Yeah, no, I don't know about canceling, but I think he should definitely either apologize profusely, not yeah. dismiss her completely. Because yeah, because yeah, he he admittedly was an alcoholic. Yeah, was taking a lot of pills and drugs back yeah. then, yeah. and he was still like I was listening to. Jim Cornette talked about the plane ride from hell this week. Mm. And he was saying that back in the day, Ric Flair, especially in the 2000s period, he never grew out of being the nature boy, that character. So he still thought he was as famous as he was back in the 80s and 70s. Yeah. So he never thought that he was offending anybody. And if you told him that he was offending somebody he'd be shocked because he thought like, yo, I'm, I'm Rick Flair. I'm the nature boy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, no self-awareness. Like, 
Yeah, it's like I don't know who's famous right now. I don't know. Maybe if you're like uh, Drake or somebody, and then you're just flaunting yourself around, not to say that he would do this, but like he'd probably be shocked. Like, oh my gosh, are you offended by me? You know, saying that you're cute or pretty or whatever. Like, yeah, I think it would be similar to that, but definitely what Ric Flair did was horrible and it was a form of sexual assault yeah and 100 percent. yeah it happened 20 years ago mm-hmm. he, and it was settled it was settled back then now should you like bring this guy to court or put no put him in jail no forget that no i think and this is where i think so she's just telling her story obviously yeah she's just telling her story i think now it's in the public's hands the hands of what they call the public court of opinion right How's the public yeah. going to react to this? How the how's the public and how the organization is going to treat Ric Flair after learning about this? You know, what is their judgment on Ric Flair? Because public the the court of the public sometimes is is harsher than actual courts. You know what I mean? We give the public too much power. Man. Yes, exactly. And I think Ric Flair's not doing himself any favors by just dismissing it. I think you he, know he definitely isn't. No, I think he should he be should like give listen. himself some leniency and be like, hey man, yeah, it could be possible. Yeah. Why? possible because i yeah. was messed up back then you're human well you can't yeah. you can't be like i for sure have never yeah. forced myself exactly on anybody yeah well you don't know that <laughs> no you don't you don't remember you, do you remember every single time you got drunk <laughs> no no because you obviously got, not. you're passed out and yeah. you woke up. <laughs> exactly exactly that's what i'm going with um he just yeah. I know it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, he's for definitely like him. not doing himself any No, he's yet. not. So he should. He when I read that statement in the beginning, it said that a lot of people told him he shouldn't respond. He should have took their advice. Yeah, he, honestly, this didn't help at all. <laughs> for real, he <laughs> just this guy shot his and stayed silent. He shot his foot like three words in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy just he just Rick flared himself. Um, yeah. Oh, what's it called? That that what's that panel that you love all the time? The like, Summer Sam Symposium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just watched it last week, man. Oh man. Yeah, let's get a crowd. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but honestly, very um of crazy episode of Dark Side of the Ring. And honestly, I think these guys who do Dark Side of the Ring, Vice they do a great job, Jermaine. A great job, and it's crazy for me to sure. from you. Like this is the first full episode you ever seen from this. It's crazy yeah. to me. I was, just, I was just about to say, first full episode of Dark Side of the Ring. That's wild that I've ever seen. Man, there's so many great episodes. Like season one, uh, only six episodes. You have the match made in heaven, the Montreal Screwjob, the killing of Bruiser Brody, uh, the last of the Von Erichs, the fabulous Moolah. And then you go to season two, you have Benoit part one and part two, the life and crimes of New Jack, the brawl for all. I mean, you should really, ch- this is a great documentary series. I mean, kind of dark as well. Of course, obviously dark side of the ring, but yeah. um, a great series, a great series. And we look forward to the other episodes this season. I'm looking forward to um, the trial, Vince McMahon and the drug trial in the 80s with Hogan. Oh, shoot. That should be a good that, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Set your DVRs for that one. Absolutely. 
Um, but what are your thoughts, guys, on Ric Flair? Let's leave it to the smarks out there. Hit us up on our Instagram page. Let us know. I know it's controversial. We usually don't deal with controversy like this. Um, very sensitive topic, Jermaine. But uh, we had to discuss it. We had to put it out there, of course. Um, we will be right back after this sensitive topic um, to wrap things up here on the boulevard. You're listening to Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome back to Smart Down Boulevard. A little bit of Owen Hart in the background there, Jermaine, because if we take anything from this episode is that Owen Hart is going to be a part of our lives again um, for the fu- for the foreseeable future, obviously, thanks to AEW and the Owen Hart Foundation. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I, I don't think you understand how thrilled. I, I think you do understand how thrilled I am. I, I think I do. I think I do. If you could cry actual tears. Yeah. I teared, man. Yeah. I teared. I definitely did. I was at work at my desk. And after I read it, I I think I told you I'm in tears, man. (laughs) I'm in tears. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for this. I never thought it would happen. Never thought it would happen. But uh, here we are. I'm looking forward to that. Jermaine, this is episode 70. uh, Where are we? 79 of the Boulevard. Next week, it's a new month and it's episode 80. 80 of the boulevard for all of you who are interested in this i don't know if i am to be honest with you but i just gotta plug it because it's wrestling extreme rules if you don't have a bad taste in your mouth from last year's (laughs) and you want to try this year's (laughs) extreme rules 2021 takes place this sunday Live on Peacock TV or on the WWE Network where available. And Jermaine, honestly, I don't even know what to tell you. Um, Hopefully no one loses an eye. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we have Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. We have Damian Priest, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus for the U.S. belt. Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. Probably the only match I really want to watch. The Usos versus Street Profits and Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Again, no Cesaro and no Selena Vega. Kill me now. Kill me now. But that's WWE for you. Apparently, it's been a year since Selena Vega has won a match. I, I can't believe it. I mean, I would be pushing her. She would be both Raw, SmackDown, NXT Tag Team Champion, and NXT Women's Champion if I was booking. Of course. Oh, man. Thank God you're not booking. <laughs> Easy there, pal. Easy. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, Extreme Rules live this Sunday at 8 o'clock Eastern time on Peacock or on the W Network. We're available. Tune in if you want to. And, no, there won't be a two-for-one for this. We're not going to do that. <laughs> no. Uh, We're the not next... going to put ourselves through that. No, no. The next one will definitely be for uh, Survivor Series. That will be in yeah. November. So, Something to look forward to here on the Boulevard. Jermaine, thank you once again for joining me. I'll see you next week. And honestly, after watching Extreme Rules, if you do, man, you're going to have to, you know, take a bump if you watch it because it's just going to be painful. And then you're going to have to do this. Tuck your chin in.
And remember, Smarks, you can listen to past episodes of The Boulevard on all the major audio streaming platforms, including Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We come at you every Friday of the year with a new episode, and occasionally we hit you with those two-for-one-week specials on Mondays and Fridays. Keep it here to find out when those special weeks happen. For more content, to connect with us, and for all things wrestling-related, find us on Instagram at SmartdownBoulevard. That's at SmartdownBLVD to keep the conversation going. This is Smart Down Boulevard!